Welcome to Both And with Bessie Graham, your weekly inspiration to help you use your time, talent, and treasure to make a bigger difference in the lives of others. I'm your host, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience from the grassroots to the hallowed halls. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. That's the kookaburras at my parents' place. I'm sitting outside. It's raining lightly. The sun hasn't come up yet. So as I talk, you'll probably hear some birds as that sun comes up. And if the rain gets louder, you'll hear it on the tin roof. Rain on the tin roof was one of my favourite sounds as a kid. And so I decided to sit outside today in the dark under the veranda, just to share some of the background noise as we talk today about a topic that has really consumed my thinking and certainly my work over the last 20 plus years. It's interesting to me that as I have moved into focusing on working with individual leaders, particularly entrepreneurs, business owners and non-profit leaders who are all working to try to make the world a better place and to leave it better than they found it in terms of the idea of creating a legacy. I have been focusing on and supporting them on that personal journey of exploration and trying to bring back together these ideas of How do they create a legacy in a way that is fulfilling for them and actually meaningful and life-giving rather than where people are tending to find themselves at the moment, which is in a place of exhaustion and burnout on the back of working so hard and giving so much as they try to contribute. My work has been to support them and remind them that their own well-being, their own needs and their own fulfillment are one side of a healthy legacy. But regardless of where those conversations go, there is still the inevitable work around the mindset that is required when we as leaders shift gears back into our organisations and think about the ways in which we contribute and do good inside the business. So the reason why today's episode is focusing on how you actually combine those things, how you do good inside your business or inside your organisation is because as people go on this journey that often unconscious mindset 
around the ways we have been taught to think about doing good and making money, needing to sit in two distinct camps. Whether we are conscious of it or not, we live in a society and we operate in an environment where the assumption is, if you run a business, then your job is to make profit, your focus should be profit. And if you run a non-profit, or you are in the charitable sector, the social sector, then the assumption is you have made a decision that you won't make a decent salary, that you are not motivated or incentivized by money, and that your focus needs to be 100% on service, others, and the idea of doing good. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you will know that for me, I believe that that kind of worldview is actually too simplistic. And it's not sustainable because it's simplistic. Because what it does is it actually denies significant truths about who we are as people. We are not one-dimensional, we are multifaceted. And the fact is that even if you have chosen a life focused on the social sector or an environmental cause or running a non-profit, you still have needs and dreams for your family, yourself, your children, their future. And you should not be put in a position where your own well-being or financial security of your family is put at risk because of the work you do. That should not be a given just because of that initial choice. And when we treat non-profit work in that way, we burn people out, we ultimately either lose good talent or we push them to a place where they're forced to leave or where they are resentful and exhausted. Equally, if we treat people who have chosen to run a business or set up an organisation as if they have made a decision, that means their only responsibility and focus should be profit maximisation, then we are denying the fulfilment that comes from someone bringing their whole self to work. We are denying them the full expression of the fact that they want to feel proud about what they do and that being in flow in life, having energy, feeling connected to yourself and others requires that you actually don't feel completely disconnected between the person you are at work and the person you are at home. So today's episode is really important because what I want to do is plant some seeds really, give you a few ways that you can think about what doing good might look like inside your organisation and some ideas about why that's even important, what that actually enables. So we've talked about this idea, this mindset that sits within people around thinking they have to choose. Am I doing good or am I making money? 
And if you're in any of the networks around, particularly online business, you will see that unquestioning push and the language around driving profit, driving how much money you're making each month. I understand that and certainly having consistent cash flow is a beautiful thing and is needed in a business. But this conversation today is a different angle and it's starting to look in a more holistic way at what running a business can actually mean and how much more fulfilling and impactful in the world you can be if you learn to think about your business as a tool for showing up in the fullness of your own brilliance and a tool to actually have positive impact in the world not simply as a tool to make as much money as you can and then give another organization a donation I want you to think about as you begin to make this shift and begin to think about doing good inside your organization a quote from Proust that said the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeing new sights but in looking with new eyes that's what I want you to do today is to look at your organization at your business with new eyes and begin to shift what you focus on what you're conscious or aware of in terms of what is possible and the impact you are having conscious or unconscious at this point intentional or unintentional positive or negative you're looking with new eyes to actually see that today because whether you like it or not you are having an impact through your work through your organization it just may not be a very positive one simply making money is not enough so as we go through this today when you look at it with new eyes I want you to be honest with yourself even if for now all you want to do is be honest in terms of your own personal reflections or what you write in your journal that's fine we're just beginning that journey but let's look with fresh eyes at the role we're playing and the actual broader holistic impact our organizations our businesses are having in the world and begin to make that shift to be more conscious of how we can do good inside our business one of the important starting points in this conversation is to actually have a bit of a chat about the roots of business the deeply human components of trade and bartering and craftsmanship that have been in us for so long and that are not driven by profit maximization or narrow ideas of value to a tiny group of people the reality is that almost all businesses began because someone had an idea or a product or a service that they passionately believed addressed 
a gap in a market or would make people's lives better. And they wanted to share that with the world or with their local community. So if you have found yourself having conversations where you have put business into a tiny little restrictive box that focuses on profit maximization, I would really encourage you to do some reading, to think more broadly and to look around you and realize that having that opinion is actually not very well informed. It neither reflects the truth of business's role in human society, and it also doesn't honor the importance of why all of us who have built businesses, who run organizations, who are entrepreneurs, having that opinion about business does not honor the work that we do or the drivers that are truly there for us. Let's begin to turn the tables now to think about what it would mean to do good inside your business. So what do we even mean by the idea of good? Obviously in terms of definitions or thoughts about it. As an adjective, there's the idea of good being to be desired or approved of. To have the required qualities or this idea of being of high standard. If we shift into definitions around good as a noun, the ideas around being morally right or righteousness come up. And the idea of having benefit or advantage to someone or something. Probably for you, some of those ideas that speak into righteousness come to mind in this context in terms of doing good inside the business. And what is interesting is that for most of us, when we run an organisation or we own a business, we then seem to automatically put doing good as being something external to our business. But it doesn't just happen outside your business. The ways that you can do good as a flow-on effect of your business don't just sit in your ability to give away or donate profits or to give pro bono time to causes that you care about or that are relevant or on the radar in the community at the time. Doing good is already having the potential to be directly happening as a result of the way you do business, your core business, not just little nice pieces on the side. The first entry point to really think about this idea of doing good inside your business is to ask yourself the question of where do you spend the most money in your business? This can be helpful because it starts to draw your attention into one of the potential components of doing good, which is around if there's an area that is taking up the bulk of your money, then you are making decisions in that space. There are flow-on impacts being created by the use of that money that will be having 
either positive or negative impacts in the world. So first up, where are you spending the most money in your business? The second question is to think about what are the decisions you have direct control over in terms of where you spend time and money. The reason why this is important when we think about doing good inside our business is that if we suddenly get obsessed with this idea of doing good, but we pick areas that we have zero control over, no decision-making rights on, and that are far outside the scope of what we influence, then we will either be incredibly frustrated or we'll end up feeling so overwhelmed and paralyzed in our inability to act that we'll just give up and go back to what we were doing before. And I don't want that for you. I want this exercise to be something that actually blows your mind <laughs> and opens up for you and helps you to see with new eyes, like we talked about at the beginning. I want this to be an exercise that helps you begin to shift the opportunities you even see that are possible that you didn't realize before. Some of them will seem tiny and insignificant, like actually being conscious about the kind of paper you buy for your printer, or even one step before that, how much you print in the first place, or the ink you buy in the printer. So some will seem very tactical and small, and you'll think, why should I even think about that? You know, that's what my support team are for. And you can absolutely tap into your team to help have some of these conversations. But some of the decisions are also far more bigger picture, strategic long-term questions about supply chains, and conditions of workers and pay grades and the environment that you're creating for either your staff, your customers or those who actually produce certain things within your supply chain. But I want you to be really conscious of this second question in terms of what are the decisions that you have direct control over in terms of where you spend time and money. If we actually sit with that and think about that, then we will find areas where we can actually automatically get some traction and feel a sense of progress. I want to give you three examples of some different approaches that you can take to do good inside your business. The first is what I call a customer focus. The second, a team focus. And the third, a production focus. But you have these different parts of the business. And part of the thought process today is to actually sit with and think about those and see if there are ways that you are spending money or making decisions that could actually be shifted to be more consciously aware of the positive or negative impacts you're having through those decisions 
through that use of money, through that use of time, through that use of talent. And then to use that to be able to focus in on where you may get the most impact or the most leverage to focus in your business. So where are the areas where you have the potential to do the most good? For some of you, it will end up being that customer focus is the best place to start in terms of thinking about doing good in your business. This will be for people who really are driven by and conscious of the fact that by someone engaging with your product or your service, you passionately believe you make their life better. You remove some kind of obstacle or barrier that is a challenge for them. Or you open them up to incredible possibilities through engaging with your product or service. You solve a problem or you do it in a way that is incredibly positive for your customers. So if customer focus feels like the area where you are having the most influence and impact in the world, and what I want you to do if this is your area is to get really clear on what is it that you really bring and do and create or make possible for your customers. So you need to know who they are and you need to know what you're bringing and what change that's creating. And then really focus in on how you deliver value to those people. If your focus becomes just that obsession, that love of your customers, rather than just being obsessed with your product or service, but a real focus on them as the customer, or if you're a non-profit, charitable sector, the beneficiary, then that helps you start to think about things like in that customer relationship box. How do you actually relate to them? How do you do that in a way that actually expands or increases or improves the impact that you're having, the results you're creating for them, the positive benefit of engaging with your organisation. And here's the thing that happens. As you focus in on delivering more value, doing more good, creating more positive impact and change through that customer focus, you simultaneously improve the customer experience, which has the flow-on effect of increasing the chance that they will refer others to you, or be someone who gives an incredible testimonial, or who gets results that you can talk to other customers about, which has the win-win that it drives more revenue it increases recurring revenue into your business. In all of the work that I'm doing with you, come back to the name of this podcast, Both And. I'm not simply encouraging you to do good in your business or within your organisation because it's the right thing to do. It is. But my argument is bigger than that. 
And the mindset shift I want you to have is bigger than that. Because the truth is, by you bringing good in-house, by you doing good consciously inside your business, by you ensuring that even if all you ever did was break even, you would have made the world a better place by your business existing, by doing that, you create the impact and legacy you want in the world, but you also set your business apart. You set it up to be more financially successful and more sustainable because of the reputation you create, the results you create, and the raving fans you generate. So if you're in that category of customer focus being the first entry point for thinking about doing good inside your business, I want you to unapologetically be conscious of both sides of the equation, both how you can create more value, how you can be doing good through your engagements with customers, but equally to have an eye on what that means for the sustainability the financial security and success of the business. Because I am not asking you to do these things in a way that saps the life out of you or the business and means it's not sustainable. I'm asking you to do it in a far more conscious way that actually creates a win-win. Now that focus on customer won't be the first entry point for all of you. For some of you, when you think about your organisation, it may be that you realise, actually, the vast majority of the money that we're spending and the decisions we're making are focused in-house on our staff, on our team. And so for you, doing good inside the business, if staff focus is where you want to begin on the journey of doing good inside your business, then I would encourage you to think about an easy point is how well do you pay your staff and within that are all of the components around the benefits that they have, the safety nets or security nets in terms of healthcare, superannuation, in terms of pension funds, etc. And the broader financial security and living wage that you actually are responsible for providing for the services they are giving your organisation or you as the business owner. So there's some obvious areas that will sit within your cost structure around how you actually pay them. But there's also more aspects. In the key activities category, just thinking about some of the components of the actual work that you get people to do. Thinking again in the, the key resources, thinking about some of those components that are broader around the brand itself, the organisation. What are the ways in which your team, your staff can feel proud of the organisation they work in? That they can feel connected to the communities in which you work or operate? that they feel a direct sense of contribution 
and as I said, that pride in working for this organisation. What's the cultural elements in terms of that environment they work in? Do you think about and cultivate well-being for your staff? Just like in our customer focus, if you do this well, if your staff focus actually respects and honours those people that are working with and for you, then the reality is that not only will there be a more positive flow and effect for them in their own lives, in their relationships with their families, in their interactions more broadly socially, when they go home, those ripple effects will be positive. But within your business, you will have the added benefit of a team that will service your customers better that will be happier, more content, more joyful, that will draw the right customers to you, that will have the energy to serve them well, to engage with issues in terms of customer service in a more positive way because they are not drained themselves. You will see reductions around the costs on the negative impacts that come if you have retention issues and you're not doing this well. You have churn. You have then constant training and other areas where you are spending money over and again because you lose good team members. There's the Australian kookaburras for you. <laughs> so in this staff focus category, again, you can unapologetically be thinking about this related to the win-win that it creates, the positive impact it will have on your staff if you begin to think more consciously about each of those decisions you're making, the ways in which you're spending money. That will have a positive impact on them. But equally, I want you to think about the ways that being more conscious of those categories can actually de-risk your business and save you money. Not only save you money, make you money because you will suddenly have a team who can more actively and energetically be driving sales and bringing revenue into your business. The third area that I'm going to talk to you about is around production focus. And so this is the last one we're going to capture today. This is for those of you who actually have a product. So if you have aspects around supply chain or the production of anything, then it may be that the best place for you to look at starting to think about doing good inside your business is around a production focus. This is one of those areas where I see so many businesses wanting to ignore the impacts that they're having as a result of their business. And it's because usually we want to drive down our cost and we want to externalise or not think about the fact that there are negative impacts in a supply chain when we do that. I know this might make you uncomfortable, but if you have some of these aspects around key partners or areas that you outsource or components in your supply chain, then I want you to think about this. What are the conditions of the people that are making your products 
or even the parts of your products if it's way back in a supply chain? Do you even know? This is a complicated category and I understand that it can feel overwhelming. So in any of this work, part of it is first becoming conscious. First actually capturing what you do know. Again, if we go back to the two questions at the beginning, the second one was around those aspects that you have decision-making rights over. If you have a complicated supply chain, there may be some of those areas, it's completely opaque to you. You don't even know yet what's happening there and you haven't asked. Some of that may feel like at this point, you either are telling yourself you have no control over it, or at least you're feeling like you can only influence but you can't actually make distinct decisions. Over time, I want to challenge you with that. But for now, it's okay if that's where it's sitting for you. But we at least need to become conscious of the areas that over time we're going to have to get our heads around. And this can have some time frames where we say, okay, over the next two years, this is where we're aiming to get. Over the next X amount of time, we have set this goal. So don't feel like everything has to happen immediately if that then will paralyze you and make you do nothing. But I want you to think about those components of the supply chain, of the conditions, of the pay, of the environmental impact, of the production of your product. And start to just jot down or map out what those pieces could be and maybe circle or highlight areas where you know you're going to have to start to be more conscious, more intentional and asking will potentially be difficult or awkward conversations or questions. Because if we don't ask the question, if we don't know what's happening, pleading ignorance doesn't actually make us sleep better at night, really. And it certainly doesn't take away our responsibility for the impact we're creating. Part of this conversation today and the importance of it is that these issues seem overwhelming when they're massive at scale and disconnected from each particular organisation or person. But if each of us as business owners or leaders took responsibility for the decisions we do have control over and was conscious of the things we can influence and thought more fully about how we are spending the money in our organisations, then we could address a whole bunch of the current problems that exist and we could prevent creating more problems by not being conscious of it. So there's multiple reasons why this is important. And while it may seem like a lot, it is actually the simplest way for us to create change in the world. So as we bring this part to a close, I want you to think about some of the ways that you could weave more doing good into your business that aren't just about giving away profits or pro bono time, that really are coming back to some of these areas we've talked about today, of either having a customer focus, a staff focus, or a production focus, 
There's plenty of other ways you can do good, but I've just given you three to start. Think about which of those three areas sits most naturally as a place for you to enter into beginning to be conscious of doing good inside your business. I would venture to guess that even if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed or confused right now, there is at least an aspect of what I'm saying that rings true for you. Because I've been doing this work long enough and I've been around people long enough to know that it is far more energizing and uplifting for us if we can integrate all of the components of who we are and show up more fully in alignment with that. And the reality is if you are running an organization, whether you're a business owner running a for-profit organization or whether you're a non-profit leader that has to date been thinking of yourself more in that doing good category and not thinking about the money component as a focus. Wherever you sit, the reality is that a one-dimensional sense of what that is for you and how you can show up in that business or organisation is draining you of energy. Because if you are feeling under-resourced, a sense of scarcity mindset, if you are feeling like you are not being compensated properly, you're not paid properly to actually sustain the demands of the job in non-profit land, then there is burnout and resentment on the cards or on the horizon for you, or potentially you're already there. So that is not sustainable, it is not life-giving. You have to think about the business or organisation differently. Equally, if you're a business owner or leader that is running an organisation that has been pushing around growth, profit maximisation, and then you've been trying to insert some ideas of contribution or doing good, giving back through the donation of profit or through some of the components related to pro bono time or your own time or others in your team, you still will be feeling that disconnect between is this all there is? Is this bringing the fullness of me and what I want to be part of in the world? You may have been asking questions about, I wonder when I will have made enough or what will be that point at which I can start to contribute and give back? Maybe it's at retirement, maybe it's when I sell the business. So there will be questions for you that have felt uneasy or like this isn't quite it. I want today's exploration to begin to open your mind up to the fact that you can shift this. You can think differently about how you operate in the world and you can bring doing good back inside the business, back within your control and influence. You can behave differently, you can make different decisions and those will have the flow on impact that you want. So I hope that's been helpful and I encourage you that if this has stirred something in you but you have a whole bunch of questions that are now rolling around your mind, please do reach out because I have lived and breathed this for over 20 years and I can help you 
unpack and be strategic about what this will look like in your particular organisation. You don't have to stumble and guess and feel either isolated or judged by what you uncover in this process. First step is being honest about it, making it conscious, shining a light on it. If we do that, we can then come up with the strategies and the approaches and the mindset shifts that need to occur for change to begin. So please do reach out. Thank you so much for listening to Both And with Bessie Graham. You know you were born to do something significant, so don't leave it to chance. Join me each week to pick up quick tips and ideas that will support you on your journey to live and lead a meaningful life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that other people can find us and feel a little less lonely and a little more supported on their journey of leadership. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, you'll find the link in the episode notes. Please join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.